Good morning. I am Dr. Jennifer Kaufman, your host today with Dr. Delray Meisner from, I believe we're from Minnesota today. Unless, are you traveling somewhere today? I am back in Minneapolis. Awesome. Well, welcome to our podcast episode number seven. Today, women are stepping out as entrepreneurs looking to develop as leaders and create new business and new prosperity kind of in a new world today. Um, each week, join me with powerful entrepreneurs who are sharing their journeys to success, their aha moments, and possibly even their failures to success. Um, today, we have Dr. Del Rey, Doctor of Chiropractic, graduated magna cum laude from Northwestern Health Sciences University in March of 2007. Del Rey was the developer of her own nutraceutical line, Dr. Del Rey Detox and Weight Loss System, and has been featured on Shop NBC with Suzanne Summers, Fit and Firm Magazine, Natural Muscle Magazine, Southwest Metro Magazine, and local and regional radio and contributions uh, contributes to Make a Wish Foundation as well. Delray transitioned from her online business and manufacturing her own nutraceutical weight loss system to choosing network marketing after hitting rock bottom emotionally, physically, and financially. Initially, very skeptical of this business model, she is moved by the ability to prioritize her time with her girls, travel globally with little to no overhead, no employees, and endless potential through online branding and commerce. Her why is to leave a lasting legacy for her daughters and to be able to create a movement of women's empowerment by helping women launch their passion and purpose in that online space and giving back globally as impact entrepreneurs. She now considers herself a mompreneur and is committed to helping others achieve their goals and create time and financial freedom in their lives through business of network marketing. She's currently working on writing a book about her journey from rock bottom to a million-dollar global virtual business and is working on a passion project in the nutrition space to alleviate food insecurity and children's health. Please welcome Delray Meisner. Good morning. Hi. Can you share with our audience about who you are and what your journey has been along the way to where you are now, kind of your aha moments, your successes, and you mentioned rock bottom, so you've been to a place um, that sometimes causes a lot of us to have to stand up and, and go to that next journey. Absolutely. First, thank you so much um, for doing this. There's nothing that excites me more than women that want to give back. And, you know, that's truly what I want to do today. If I can inspire one person and influence one life to take a different direction or that fork in the road of maybe just needing a little bit more belief that you can absolutely do what you put your mind to. That's really why I believe I walk on this planet now. <laughs> um, actually, probably run. <laughs> I'm extremely passionate about that and just pouring massive amounts of belief into people uh, because I had those type of mentors in my life and I know that's why I was able to cl climb from rock bottom um, just a couple of years ago. I am from North Dakota so I grew up with a farm girl ethic that's work ethic that's for sure. Um, North Dakota small family farm family was very important to me one of the highest um, priorities. Uh, I was a track and cross country runner in high school and in college and it inspired me to become a chiropractor because I had influence in my life from 
a chiropractor who took nutrition seriously. I changed um, my body, my performance, my energy levels through nutrition. Um, and it inspired me to be a chiropractor and prevent uh, really what was going on in our country, something I was always passionate about, which is why going into chiropractic school, everything was going very, very well in my life. I had not had a lot of challenges and obstacles, but one got thrown in my way, I believe, to make me a stronger woman and to, to really figure out if, if this was the path that I wanted and how bad I wanted it. She's now 13. <laughs> so I started chiropractic school with a three-month-old baby girl um, named McKenna, and Aww. she is truly the reason why I took school seriously, business seriously, and marketing seriously. I read a book called Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Um, it was gifted to me at a time where I actually was um, in a state of self-doubt. Coming from a small farm uh, town, we literally had a stoplight in our town, our stop sign, and only because there was a T in the road, there were no stoplights. <laughs> so coming to Minneapolis, it was extremely overwhelming. It was scary. I doubted myself for the first time. And I actually looked in the mirror after day two of driving in 494 traffic. And I asked myself if I was actually going to be able to do this. Um, that book changed my mindset. Um, and I was able to work with some of the best chiropractors in the Twin Cities who became my mentors in business and marketing. So when I was done with school, I was ready. I was excited. I had a really incredible health journey through chiropractic school, living in black mold. It took me a couple of years to get my health back. So my daughter and I really suffered through that, which is why I'm passionate about toxicity, um, nutritional cleansing, nutrition, anti-inflammatory nutrition, um, because I was able to really get my health back through all of those um, avenues. And I believe that also happened in my life to become very empathetic to people that are in a state of uh, desperation and loss of hope and frustration on a medical treadmill. Um, so that led me to become very passionate about nutraceuticals. I had seen what was going on in the industry and was really honestly just fed up with it. I was a, a fed up uh, healthcare practitioner, mom, um, and personally had just gone through so much with my health, seeing what was going on with labeling laws, um, consumers not going, knowing what was going into their products this industry not being regulated in any way, I was seeing, you know, mislabeling and blatant lies um, in the industry. So I decided to create my own nutraceutical line out of what I felt was a necessity and a, a huge vision and mission to impact um, people through education, just so that they know what's on the label may not even be what's in the bottle. Um, and more importantly, to align with companies that have a why, right? Simon Sinek, start with why. What is their why? Is it to truly impact people's lives in a positive way through wellness? Or is it just a marketing um, you know, tactic in this health and wellness space. Um, so I wanted to help people differentiate the two. What I didn't know and that I was going to learn in my journey of transitioning my business from a brick and mortar business and chiropractic to an online nutraceutical business is I didn't know how competitive it's going to be, how much capital it was going to require, how lonely it was going to be. Um, quote unquote, branding myself. And we'll talk a little bit about that because 
I believe in branding yourself. I believe that you are the brand and all of those things are extremely important, but it was the intention behind branding myself and some of the mentorship that I was receiving at that time that I didn't love. Um, it, it just, the, what was the purpose behind branding myself? Was it to put up an ad that was shiny, bright colors for someone to click on it, become a, a customer and purchase my product? Um, that's not what I believe my purpose on this planet is. So it left me unfulfilled, unhappy, sitting behind content, trying to figure out how a pay-per-click ad was going to be more successful than the last one I did. An email campaign was going to get more opt-ins to my following. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> and like I said, none of these are bad things. It's just if you're a woman that is at this point of, of feeling like you have a pull and a tug to a bigger purpose, a bigger mission and passion, and you want to get that out there, I want to help people save time, money, effort, and just all of those initial uh, failing forward lessons that I learned to help accelerate their success faster. And I think I went through, I know I went through all of that to be able to set women up for success sooner than having to spend five, 10, 15 years figuring it out. Um, and that's what my passion is now. Uh, two years ago in that online business, I hit rock bottom in every way. I was in a relationship that was stealing my light. Um, not that anybody did that to me. It is something that I allowed because I lowered my standards in a lot of areas of my life because of self-limiting beliefs and doubts and fears and myself as a person needed to grow through that to, to, to really set the standard for what I wanted for an influence in the people I surrounded myself with. I've never played a victim mentality. I've never said things happened to me. They were choices that led, I take full responsibility for hitting rock bottom in all of those ways. I was lazy with my time. I was lazy with my finances. I was lazy with my choices of who I surrounded myself with. And I would never consider myself a lazy person. But when we make small choices daily, they compound to massive results down the road and suddenly we wake up five years later, 10 years later, and we say, how did I get here? It wasn't one decision. It wasn't one relationship. It wasn't one business. It wasn't one decision that, had, that made me hit rock bottom. It was all the small choices that I made every single day to allow that influence in my life. And when I took full responsibility, one decision, one day completely changed my life to about two and a half years ago now. Um, I had been resistant, so resistant. I was close-minded. I was prideful. I had an ego so that I, I, I thought I knew everything. <laughs> I thought that I was educated. I was a doctor. Why would I ever get involved in something that I thought was all about flashing weight loss buttons and glow sticks? <laughs> <laughs> so another lesson learned was women that have open entrepreneurial minds explore different opportunities. It may not be for you. It may not be the timing for you, but being closed 
doesn't expose us to opportunity. It's timing and it's also where you're at in your personal growth and development of, of belief and personal belief of where you're at that can be the perfect combination to set you up for massive amounts of success. Um, I got out of that relationship. I had a one-year-old, so I did the single mom thing again the past two years building this you know, million-dollar business. And I will tell you, if anybody can go from next to nothing in their bank account with massive amounts of student loan debt, poor financial choices, because I chose just to not know or learn um, how to create wealth in my life, um, everything changed when I made one decision. And I just was so consistent. Uh, I was so committed to being consistent. I knew it wasn't going to happen overnight, but I was hungry. And, you know, I believe that there's only probably, there's only two factors that I look for when I work with women that are ready to transform their lives emotionally, physically, and financially. It's not an age group. It's not a demographic, like it's not a race. It's, it's none of those things. The factor that I see when women are ready is they're hungry. They have a burning desire to change a current circumstance that's very emotional to them. So basically they get to the fed up point that I'm sick and tired of, sick and tired, I'm sick and tired of this. And whatever that is, it drives them past fear, self-doubt, other people's opinions. And they become so laser-like focused and eliminate all the distractions that have held them back from where they want to be their whole life, they become so crystal clear in that vision and where they're going. And that's what happened to me. I was introduced to an opportunity. I said yes, knew nothing about how I was going to achieve the success in that industry. I just knew that I knew that I knew that if I kept doing the daily daily grind of, of learning and growing and stepping into fear, that it would result in, in success. So that's kind of my story for the past, you know, it, it sets you up. When you continue to fail forward, there's going to be a time when opportunity presents itself, when you are ready, because you're open. So your attitude about failure and past failures set you up for the perspective through which you see the world and also how you feel. So what you see is either I failed and I may as well not try, or it's going to be too much money to, to start my dreams, or it's going to be too scary. What are other people going to think? That's a perspective, a perspective and attitude of scarcity thinking and fear mentality. And we kind of stay in this like mediocrely, comfortably miserable life, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like this temperate, and that's where I was. So when I say that, it's of no judgment. I was there. I was miserably empty on the inside. And the reason why, um, Jennifer, was because I was not contributing to other people's lives in a way that was about serving them. I was not making an impact and I was not personally growing every day which to me is leading a spiritual death daily if we're not growing and becoming better every day and influencing other people's lives in a positive way. This opportunity has given me that. People talk about the abundance aspect of things, and I could talk about that all day. Materialism gives us no happiness and fulfillment 
past what our basic human needs are, right? Right. Amen. Tell me about why you chose the company that you're with. What was it about that company that, I mean, you've been able to just establish so much personal development? Uh, what attracted me um, was not necessarily a, a product. And the reason why I say that is because I think in, you know, in the profession I'm in, and well, let's just be honest, in today's day and age, there's a lot of products and services. Why would you buy a MacBook when you could buy everything? You know, there's plenty of other computers. Um, why do you choose an iPhone instead of all the other ones? I mean, that's just me. Clearly, you know, I love Apple now. <laughs> um, let's just go to the grocery store. Why do you choose that? Why do you choose the clothes that you put on your body? Why do you choose the makeup that you wear, you know, the skincare? The, the choice now and what's changing, I believe, uh, this is it's completely changing. Consumerism and the way that we consume products, use products or services is now shifting into a personal responsibility that what we purchase, or I believe should, uh, contributes to the world in some way, in a positive way. So I back and support purchasing products and services that will leave a global impact or that have a why statement behind them. The reason why I chose to align with the company that I'm with now is because their vision, purpose, and mission was in direct alignment with why I, I choose to wake up every morning with massive amounts of excitement and wake up with a clear vision of how I'm going to make an impact in the world. It wasn't about a product. It was about a massive collective vision of creating global impact. And that to me was something that could excite me every day. Listen, I love our nutrition. I use it every day. It has given me a physical body that I've never been healthier, more energetic, stronger. Um, and I take that seriously because if my purpose is to inspire others and I have no energy and I, I, my nutrition is poor and I'm exhausted, and I'm unhappy in that area of, of how physically my body is functioning, I'm, I'm not going to be able to put forth the energy that I need to, to make an impact in the world. So I love all of that about the nutrition that I use. But the bigger picture is why are we here? <laughs> why do we do what we do? And companies that start with why have an emotional response in people's lives. What I do has very little to do with helping someone, you know, put a product in their body. It has to do with why is that going to make an impact two years down the road? What kind of relationship are you going to be able to foster that you couldn't before? Is that relationship with your kids? I was an empty shell of a mom. I had my daughters got what was left of their mom. I was miserable. I was empty. I was lonely. I was just craving other women's support. I wanted to inspire others, but how could I inspire others if I couldn't even inspire myself? So it had to start with me and it had to start with consistency of all of that, but I just fell in love with the culture and being able to bring in women that also wanted the very same thing. How do you talk to other moms um, who could be future mompreneurs, but 
also who may be feeling empty, like they don't have a lot to give at the end of their day and how to take that leap and step into their own business. It's all about priorities. When women tell me they want something, but they don't have time for it because they're going to have to sacrifice some time now for time freedom later, or they don't have the money to do it, or they don't have, um, you know, to me, if someone says, I don't have time or I don't have this, it means this is not a priority to me. So the basics of what I did to change my life started with prioritizing my time. I trimmed the fat, not only in the extra love handles I had, (laughs) (laughs) because that was there too, (laughs) Um, but I trimmed the fat of what was not going to serve me two years down the road. So for example, was it did I have to say no to a couple healthy happy hours with friends that weren't really necessarily, you know, going anywhere, you know, or had a, a really big goal at the time, right? Was it that I had to sacrifice my favorite Netflix show? And I always joke about that, but it's true. The amount of time that people spend on activities that serve no purpose in their life, to, you're, you're either doing an activity that moves you towards your goal or away from it. You're either moving forward or back. I just posted about that this morning. And people ask me, like, what's the big thing that you did? It was nothing big. Nothing big. It was small, consistent, daily choices. I decided no TV, no cable. I was going to stay up later and get up earlier when my daughters went to bed and when they were still sleeping in the morning. I I worked out daily. I did daily affirmations. I did my daily gratitude journal. I read a personal development book or podcast daily. So when women want to start to change, start with prioritizing your time. And I did that through time blocking. And you can listen to a video that I did. If you go to my Facebook page, it's Delray Marie Messer. And I did under videos, a time blocking video that got shared so many times because I talked about how I was a hot mess express mom train. (laughs) I mean, watch out. There was going to be a tornado behind me. You know, as soon as I walked through a room, my car, my day, I'd get to a meeting and like, where's my pen? Where's my book? Where's this? You know? And for me, my self-limiting belief that I kept affirming, do you have any of those? You know, if you're a woman now, like what self-limiting belief do you continue to tell yourself? to kind of just stay comfortable in the way that you are. So mine was, I grew up in a house with four kids, you know, and it was chaotic. It was organized chaos. There was tons of love. It was incredible. My upbringing was amazing, positive, but it was organized chaos. And then I became a single mom. So then my excuse was, I'm just surviving the day. I don't need to be organized. I'm just, you know, I'm a single mom. So that was my excuse. So it wasn't until I realized that if people that are massively successful in life leave clues, maybe I should study how they prioritize their time. Because if they can get done in one hour what I can get done in eight, what am I doing wrong? (laughs) So that's where I started. I started with time blocking and I made time because it was a priority to me to never log into my bank account again and feel stressed. It was a priority to me to picture where I wanted to bring my family on a vacation. It was a priority to me to attract a man in my life that allowed me to shine 
that allowed me and to travel the world together. And it was a priority for me to show my girls that you can hit rock bottom and you can make one choice that will literally, sorry, I get emotional. No, it's okay. But leave a legacy for them that I would have never been capable of doing had I not taken a look in the mirror and said, you're responsible for where you're at in life right now, but you can change it. And you can use everything that you've learned from all of those forward failures, and you can use it to inspire others that they also can be the Hot Mess Express mom train (laughs) (laughs) And, and change their life. So I would start with that. Start with time blocking, prioritizing your time, Get your life organized, your closet. What is no longer serving you? What people in your life are no longer serving you? How can you trim the fat in your day to be able to create the life that you've always wanted? And it just comes down to consistency. That's huge. Over the time, what have you learned to say yes to and what have you learned to say no to? Jennifer, I never said no. <laughs> um, which was my biggest learning lesson. I'm, you know, I'm a people pleaser, or I was. I'm a retired people pleaser. Um, it's, and you know, what's interesting is I've read so many books lately, and there's magazines that actually had on the cover, you know, become a no person you know, what is not serving you? I've learned to say no to things that do not advance me forward towards my goals. And I've said yes to surrounding myself with people that up-level my thinking and my mindset, more successful than me. I always want to be the person in the room that is the least smart um, what, or just the, the growth that I need to grow in order to get to their mindset. And the reason why I say mindset that I want to surround myself with a mindset is because sometimes people can get skewed in thinking that success means monetary things, or it means the house someone lives in or the car that they pull up in or the purse that they have on their arm. And I will tell you one thing, that the one thing that I've learned the most is people with massive amounts of abundance in their life that have a purpose, passion, and mission for making an impact in this world, their abundance is directly tied to service and contribution. They say yes to things that, and people that will advance forward their mission and purpose. And they say no to things that do not serve that. I gave up, you know, I didn't ever drink a lot. I wasn't just, I know I didn't really, I wasn't really a part of my life, but I got very, very crystal clear on what activities in my life were going to lead to what I wanted today. I, I, I didn't date, you know, for t- over two years because I knew that I needed to become a woman that up leveled her thinking for what she deserved And the worth that I was going to bring to a relationship, um, I had to change my mindset. It It wasn't going to be what I was going to get from anyone. It was going to be the amount that I was able to give. So I said yes to myself. And so many women struggle with that because they think it's selfish. 
when we're moms saying yes to our, our, our time for ourselves, for our workout, our personal development, our growth, maybe saying yes to a personal development um, seminar where you, you spend four days away from your kids because you want to be better for them in the future. A lot of women say no to that because they don't want to be away from them for four days, yet we want a different result. You have to do the work and do the do to become a different woman, to create a life with your kids that, that for the next 40 years you can enjoy versus the four days that you choose to sacrifice time away from them. So I hear this all the time. I hear women say, you know, well, I have the kids and, you know, working out is, it's hard to fit it in or I can't go to this, this seminar because of the kids. And I say, please make them your reason and not your excuse. Huge. What do you say to women that have trouble with self-worth and self-love and, um, you can see it all over their lives. And what are some of the, just a couple of steps that will raise them up out of their situation? I was probably one of the most broken women on this planet two and a half years ago. It couldn't have gotten worse than what I felt my worth was. I had made the same mistakes over and over and over again. I was raised by two parents that were so positive, but they looked at me like, tell Ray, we don't know what to tell you anymore. <laughs> you keep ending up in these, these same places. And it was because I had a self-limiting belief that I didn't deserve it. And I don't know how that roots itself, but it does. And it stems from a long, long, long time ago. It can be childhood. It can be middle school. It can be high school. It can be college. It can be one relationship that changes something. It can be one sentence, but it's a self-limiting belief that's rooted so deeply that all of our behavior and, and self-sabotaging behavior, it, it feeds and fuels that self-limiting belief. So the initial steps that I took were I had to get very, very uncomfortable um, identifying what those self-limiting beliefs were that continually brought me back to these places of, like you said, it's written all over their life, stress, whether it's emotional, you know, physical, our bodies, you know, are, are such an incredible vessel to be able to put forth the energy we need to impact and influence others, yet we don't treat it properly you know, or we fall into sugar cravings and food cravings and body image issues and all these things that are so self-consuming. And the financial aspect of it, not being personally responsible for learning how to master and, and create abundance and wealth. There's a huge difference between creating, you know, being rich and being wealthy. There's a huge difference. There's a lot of people in our, in our country that have over $100,000 incomes and are broke. So there's a huge difference. I had to master all of those areas. Um, so I'll just share a couple with you. Um, one of them was, like I told you, I always said that I was disorganized. I had a self-limiting belief around how much time I had in a day to get things done and how I would go about doing that. I had a self-limiting belief around having a daughter out of wedlock um, because of where I grew up. I grew up in a very you know, strict 
Catholic town, a small town, and people talk. They're going to talk about you. It was the first time that I had quote unquote messed up, right? So I gave myself that label and it continued to haunt me through guilt and different things that I had not released yet saying, now, how, how in the heck could I ever think that? I have the most beautiful girls on the planet yes. that have, you know, catapulted me into working so hard for them. Um, and then another self-learning belief was that I believed that um, I attracted men into my life that did all the things that I didn't want because what you focus on grows. So mm. instead of creating intention around exactly what I wanted and that I was worth that, I always attracted what I didn't want. And it's, that's what a lot of people attract into their life because it's what they're focused on. I don't want to feel stressed. I don't want someone to cheat on me. I don't want this. I don't. And that's what replays in our head subconsciously day after day after day. So we continue to get it into our life. So now the intention is so focused on abundance and abundant thinking on opportunities around every corner. Oh my gosh, women want this. Women need this. Women need me to teach them what I've learned. You know, so that's how I think every day. And when I wake up, it's so exciting because the mindset's completely different. I read one book called The Big Leap. Yes. I love it because it tackled some of those self-limiting beliefs that rooted from childhood. And then I went to Tony Robbins, Unleash the Power Within. <laughs> Amazing. Um, there was a beast. There was a beast inside me <laughs> <laughs> that needed to be released, and Tony brought it out. Um, I looked at some of those self-limiting beliefs like a couple weeks after I went to that seminar, and I looked at the Del Rey two years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago. And I go, how, how did she ever think that? How did she ever allow anyone to mistreat her that way? You know, how did she ever allow this to happen? So what happens is you literally step into your greatness by getting into action and you change that. You cannot think your way to a beautiful life from your couch, no matter what the law of attraction tells you, <laughs> you cannot manifest your new life from thinking. If that was the case, people would be in a much different place than they are now. You have to get into action because action cures fear. So music and mu movement are two of my must have daily activities that increase my energetic state. Um, and that's something Tony, you know, taught. And I now have a relationship in my life um, that I honestly pinch myself daily. Um, I have such massive amounts of gratitude for it. The relationship with my girls now and with my family, the ability to give back in ways I never thought possible was because I finally believed I was worth that. And you know what? Um, this is a point that I have to make. Um, and the reason why is because to grow to a million dollar mindset did not happen overnight. I grew up in a double wide trailer. I grew up with four kids. The last kid to shower had a cold trickle of water. Right? <laughs> I remember drawing straws in the winter. It was freezing. <laughs> um, abundance to me meant a lot of different things because we were, you know, 
people with money were greedy and oh they have this so they're they're bragging and they're flashy because they have this so i had to really work on my mindset of connecting financial abundance to confidence service and not materialism because you know maslow's hierarchy of needs we we know once somebody's basic needs are met where you're happy you know with your shelter and food and you can provide for your children and you get to do fun things and travel and do those things the amount of financial abundance after that nothing can actually create more happiness for you right so if people work out of the the want of money and materialism it will never last you will be exhausted you will be exhausted. You won't wake up with massive amounts of energy a couple years down the road because it's not about your contribution and service to others. So there's no, that is something that I had to uncover through a lot of work and personal development. Wow. What do you do to make sure that your girls are going down the same path as you as they grow up? Well, I suppose we can never really control what our kids do, right? <laughs> I don't want to control that. I don't. I, I can't ensure that they'll take the same path. Um, I think the only thing that we can do as parents is role model the behavior that we want our kids to have, right? Amen. So the influence that we have in anyone's life really starts with us. Um, you have to be the one to go first. You have to be the one to show through action, you know, who you are. And I want my girls to look back and say, you know, our mom was here. Um, we were still loved unconditionally when I was staying in my friend's basement two and a half years ago for a month. Um, we were, I loved them the same but I really truly believe that the growth that's happened is what they can take away and now put into their life daily to say, I, can, I, I as a woman can, can do anything I set my mind to with hard work, with putting others first, with having integrity and having you know consistency. And I want them to also see consistency. I don't want to be the mom that jumps into a project you know, for three months, gets excited, and then just kidding. <laughs> like, <laughs> the way. It was too stressful. It was too much money. You know, all these excuses that come in. I don't want my girls. And I also, um, most importantly, want them to value themselves enough to have relationships in their life that add, you know, add happiness. They don't make them happy. It adds to an already happy woman, fulfilled woman, and they now have somebody that they can enjoy life with as a partner, not somebody that fulfills a, a human need to just keep someone around. Cause that was probably me. Um, you know, it fulfilled a, a basic human need. I love, love, I love, love, <laughs> but that was also one of my biggest obstacles is I didn't define truly what that was because I needed to love me a lot more than I was clearly because of what I was allowing in my life. I love that. I love that. I could keep asking you so many more questions. Um, tell me about your tribe. Tell me about just your business and your brand now and your attraction. Is it different now than what it was before? Oh my gosh. Wow. Yes. 
<laughs> um, uh, yeah, it is. It's completely different. I thought that my life was going to be about educating people about toxicity and nutrition and feeling comfortable in a swimsuit. I don't know. All the things that I thought before, right? Um, I think being a mom obviously changed that, but also being where I was two years ago, that was a huge influence in the view at which I saw how it was going to make an impact in, pe in people's lives, especially women. Um, so I think my brand now has nothing to do with me, um, which is fun and exciting. I actually kind of sometimes make fun of, I, I don't even know, like what is, and I hope, I hope people think of me and they think of someone that would be able to help them find their purpose, passion, vision, and mission in life, and be able to connect that with a vehicle to make an impact as an entrepreneur, to be able to serve and contribute to people's lives in a way that they never thought possible, because that is the ultimate fulfillment for me, is how can I, I just, I love it. I love what I do now. I love seeing women grow their brand. So I guess that's what my brand is now. I've been able to lock arms with, with women that were in places like me, and some that weren't, some that were just, like I said, kind of mediocrely comfortable. And they had such a hunger and burning desire within them to influence through their personal story and struggles. Because I used to say, I want to change the world. This used to be my slogan as a chiropractor. I'm going to change the world. I'm going to change the world. <laughs> make an impact in the world. And what I realized is there's just way too many people and only one of me to make an impact on the whole world, right? Right. However, if I can work with a core group of people that have massive amounts of influence in people's lives and help them and set them up to be an impact leader, I can then influence so many other people because not everybody's going to resonate with Delray's story, right? Mm -hmm. But maybe they're going to resonate with Bonnie's and Janine's and Gina's and Jess's and Misty's and all of these women that have uh, Krista and Heather. And, you know, they're all, they all have different stories. So they're all able to influence a different core group of people than I ever would be able to but they wouldn't have been able to do that had they not stepped into their greatness and they wouldn't have done that had I not believed in them enough to say, you can do this. I love that. I love that. Well, I want to ask you what three things for women entrepreneurs do you feel will up-level their life? I mean, you've given us so many, but if you had to break it down to three, what would you say they would be? Oh, that's Oh, hard. <laughs> Just three. Uh, okay, number one would be prioritizing your time because nothing happens unless it's through action. So if you can prioritize your time to get done, I think I can get done now in one hour what used to take me like six uh, because I'd be thinking about what I had to do. <laughs> Actually having intention around it. Um, and then I would say personal development and growth. I spent money on personal development and growth when I didn't have any. So I've never made it an excuse um, to not continue to grow daily or go to things that would make me better. Um, and it's actually something that I read a lot about. I'm constantly reading and listening to um, podcasts. And that has been a huge pivotal thing. You know, when I was in the shower, 
I would listen to a podcast. When I was driving, I made my car rolling university. Um, I, I'm, I'm constantly reading. I'm obsessed with leadership and John Maxwell, like how I can be a better influence in people's lives. Um, and then third, I would say um, consistency because nothing happens overnight. It's the small incremental choices that we make daily that compound to a massive, huge result down the road. And I think people kind of look at their lives like five years down the road and say like, how did I get here? You know, and I said that before, it's not just one thing. It's like small choices daily. So I took full responsibility and take responsibility, you know, for where you're at right now and, and don't let it hold you back. Let it catapult you into a better version of yourself daily. Please do not compare yourself. I'm going to give you a fourth one. <laughs> um, comparison is the thief of joy. So I would constantly be comparing myself to what this girl, you know, this woman did, this woman did. Oh my gosh, look at Kendra Scott, you know, oh, look at, yeah, I'm just obsessed <laughs> with entrepreneurs. I'm like constantly asking, how, how can I do that? Um, but instead of seeing their end of their story, I take myself to their beginning. They had a beginning. They had a day one. You know, you look at Spanx and, you know, you look at some of these billion dollar brands that started with, she had over 300 people tell her no, that she was crazy. Right. There's no way this was going to be a success. So for me, I keep hearing, okay, well, I'm one step closer, one step closer. Um, every day. So better yourself. Don't compare yourself to anybody else. You can't look at someone else's life, especially as a woman, with their like middle of their journey or end of their journey and compare it to your day one. Because there's so much that happens through that time. So compare you to you. It's you versus you every day. If I can choose to be better every day, it will result in that down the road. Maybe it's five years down the road. Maybe it's 10. Um, but I have a pretty big vision for what I see. Wow. Thank you. Thank you for your time today. Can you share with our audience where they can find you, whether um, if someone wants to get interested in your business and what you do? Well, <laughs> I unbranded myself so much that I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny. I pay zero dollars for a website right now. So everything is through social media. Um, Delray Marie Messer is my personal page. So you can follow me there or Delray Messer entrepreneur impact entrepreneur is my um, public page. So either one of those is fine. You can private message me through their Instagram. I just love, I mean, that could be a whole nother call on how women can actually start their business for now a couple hundred dollars in this social media incredible virtual opportunity now that just didn't exist before, right? So okay. I'm so passionate about an opportunity with no employees and, and very little to no overhead that allows my office space to be the four walls of the world and wherever I want it to be. Um, I just love that. So they can find me there and I'm, I'm very passionate about helping and, and giving in any way whether it's they need a little bit of belief poured into them because no one has been that for them. That's, that's really why I feel I'm here. I love it. I virtually just want to give you a big hug and say <laughs> thank you so much because I just love this call and we are definitely going to do another one. So um, thank you. Thank you, you very much. So thank you. Uh, without, you know, you being the, 
um, you know, resource for people. They wouldn't be hearing these stories, you know, for women. I think it's just truly comes down to belief, right? Um, and saying, I can, I am worth it. Uh, I was just talking the other day about Roger Bannister breaking the four minute mile, right? Yes, Do you remember that? Yes. yes. So they actually said the body, human body would break down. <laughs> we were, we were going to die if we were at a <laughs> So I always ask women like, what's your four minute mile? What is, what is holding you back? You know, from, from you're going to die if you actually go for your dreams, you know, right, right now, right. are you going to die if somebody tells you you're crazy, you know, somebody's opinion is going to hold you back? You're not. You just break through that four minute mile and suddenly everybody else believes it's possible. And I think yes. that's what it takes is one person going first and everybody saying, okay, I can do that too. Yes. Yes. Thank you. You're so welcome. Thank you.